T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. That's just not going to be enough. And I'm glad to see him still getting an opportunity. And I saw him say that the, the East is weak. He's going to learn real quick that that ain't true. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, that's Jalen Rose responding to Patrick Beverly on the podcast saying that one of the reasons he came to the Bulls is, you know, let's be honest about it, the East is, is weak and uh, you can make the playoffs. Well, I think that the top of the East – Certainly isn't weak. What, no, I, th- the, I mean, it's possible that Boston wins the NBA playoffs. Likely. Right? I think they're yes. the defending champs. They are the most complete team. They remain well coached even after the controversy and the change there. You have Boston. You've got Milwaukee. You've got the teams at the top that you certainly look at. Is, boy, what's he talking about? The Eastern Conference being weak. Jalen Rhodes is right there. But I think what Patrick Beverly is referring to is if you're looking for a crack, a crevice, a crease, whatever the case may be, you can sneak into the playoffs maybe with a little bit more. You can see an opening in the Eastern Conference easier than you can in the Western Conference, and that's what his purpose is in choosing between the Bulls and the and the Warriors. Now, also, there's got to be an element of the homecoming for Patrick Beverly that he also yes. had talked about during his podcast but I think everything conspired to the point where it made more sense for him to say yes to the Bulls rather than Golden State. Uh, you know, I got to tell you, so I did watch Tristan Thompson a couple of times. on. Uh, he was on ESPN when I saw him, and he was, he's on the NBA network uh, as well. And I'm interested in his thoughts because he was on that team last year. He came at the end of last year, and um, and he said something I think is critical to remember um, on the NBA network. Let's listen. What I learned early in the NBA, and Jalen knows this, and you know this, Janae, when you're building a basketball team, it's a puzzle piece. The puzzle's pieces got to fit and they got to flow. With this, with this Bulls team, of course, not having Lonzo Ball is, is a big blow for them. And I talked to Rich Paul. We both have the same agent. And, and his injury is a unique injury. His injury is unique. We've, they've seen all the doctors across the country. Everyone's touched his knee, examined it. This is a unique injury that they've never seen before. And right now, it's to a point where, like you said, the Bulls, they're out of the playoff picture right now. And it's not worth him coming back with 24 games left. It's more about let's look to next season for him and just having a, a healthy life. You know, we want to just have Lonzo Ball be healthy, be able to just play the game. But for this Bulls team, they got to figure out if, if, if this is Zach Levine's team, 
Zach Levine, you got to give him a five-man that, that he enjoys playing with, a guy that can compliment him. You know, DeMar is, is, is playing at a high level, and he's always reliable. But not having a point guard, you need a point guard, especially with a playoff team. Now, that's, that's basic basketball. But, uh, you know, the Lonzo Ball thing um, happening and then hearing Tristan Thompson say that is, is interesting. He was on NBA uh, Today on ESPN. Well, he also was a former teammate of Lonzo Balls. They never played together, but he was in town. He knows the dynamic here in Chicago. He knows how important a point guard was on the team that he was on last year and why they didn't go as far as they could have because they lacked that stability, that structure, and that shooting and spacing. So he speaks from a position of uh, – he has some insight that not everyone is going to have speaking on the, on the subject. Yeah, it's interesting. And, and I mean, again, I think the Bulls have needed a point guard. I, I think they thought Lonzo Ball was going to come back at some point this year. They thought Lonzo Ball was going to come, come back at some point before the playoffs last year. And I think that um, moving forward, they're going to have to get a point guard. A point guard. And I'm not dissing Io, but he's not a point guard to me. No, he's not. He's a combo guard. He is somebody that yeah. – is going to have a role and as a rotational piece on a good team, you can envision that. But he's not that kind of guy that you plug in there. Like they may have thought at the beginning of the the replace Lonzo process. They gave him an opportunity. He started well. He's kind of leveled off, but he is who he is. He's a valuable member of this Bulls team. He is a restricted free agent, and I think you want to keep a guy like that in the fold, but at what cost? We'll determine some of those things later. Let me tell you what did also, besides those interesting comments from Tristan Thompson and Jalen Rose, what stood out to me this morning when we talked to Kendall Gill. Great interview, great insight. Kendall is terrific because of his experience and, and frankly, because of his candor. He's not afraid to tell the truth. And when he compared Lonzo Ball to Brandon Roy, for people that don't remember Brandon Roy, and I think – you know, it's it's a shame when you talk about him in the past tense because of what he was capable of. But he retired prematurely. He retired in 2011 at the end of his career because of a degenerative knee situation. And mm. he was a three-time NBA All-Star. And he tried to make a comeback with the T-Wolves in 2012 and 2013. But he is still only 38 years old. That was over a decade ago, before his 30th birthday, he was had to leave the NBA in a, in a great career. You don't want that to happen or to be the case with Alonzo Ball. But the way, the way people talk about this injury, you're Tristan Thompson. Nobody could tell them what was wrong. Nobody knew what to say no, or what it was. You worry about that. Well, I, I mean, that, that, you know, he is sort of, uh, as you say, kind of the the representative player for this horrible end of career that uh, that is far too premature. And, yeah, it, it, it's it's really sad when something like that happens. But I, you know, I'm not trying to be, um, I'm not trying to go after um, anybody when you start talking about uh, how good guys are at different positions, et cetera. The problem is Lonzo Ball, as fun as it was to watch him play for the Bulls, we only saw him for 35 games. Right. So it is virtually impossible to actually look at that and think that that's represented. I mean, he, we saw much less of him than we've seen of him. 
So I don't know how you move forward with a guy like that. I, I think when you've missed as much time as he has, we don't even know how long it takes him to even get up and running in game shape or if he ever can because mm-hmm. if he's in this kind of pain and he can't get past it, you know, I, I, I don't know how you move forward. you got to move on. I you think you've got to find a way move on. to move on for the good of your it's franchise. Awful. It's it awful is awful. It's sad, and maybe he can be something that you hoped he would be somewhere else, but you can't keep relying on someone that is not able to play. No, unfortunately, you're in a situation that feels – it, it, they're very different circumstances. They're very different in terms of players, but this is not the first time the Bulls have had to change their plans organizationally long-term because of a knee injury to one player, Yeah, a point guard. Yeah. Okay, we went through this with Derrick Rose. That's right. And uh, now they're going through a similar thing, but different, different with Lonzo Ball. And I think that's part of why Patrick Beverly is here too. There's opportunity. There's a need and a necessity for structure and, and intensity and everything that he brings, but there's an opportunity for him to be on the court for 25 to 30 minutes a night, and that's what he will play likely in the last 23 games. We haven't heard from Billy Donovan yet, but I wouldn't be surprised if that were the case. So bring this back to Kendall Gill, Molly. We talked to him, and I asked him this. Is Patrick Beverly and going for this playoff spot worth sacrificing the opportunities that you – might be giving Dalen Terry to get minutes and Patrick Williams to assert himself offensively. This was Kendall's response. That's what the G League is for. If you want to develop Dalen, put him down in the G League. I'm for winning right now. You know, we don't have any time to waste. You know, DeMar is, DeMar is 33 years old. Zach, of course, is only 27, 28. But you have the pieces in line right now in order to make a run. I'm not going to sacrifice the, uh, the playoffs for a development of something that we could do in the G League or over the summer. Dalen Terry's future is coming. He's a talented player, but not right now. Fair. Strong. Unsympathetic. Understandable. Professional sports. Professional sports. It's a bottom line thing. That is what the G League is for. Dalen Terry, if you need to work on that shot, you're better off working on it Why did they with the Windy him? City Bulls. Oh, I'm just saying, we, we, when, we, when they drafted, they had seen something in him, and we had heard that, you know, it was an insurance policy in case uh, Lonzo Ball wasn't ready. Well, Lonzo Ball's not ready, and neither is Dalen Terry. Why did they draft him? That's a really good question. The hope was that he would be able to be a slasher offensively, uh, somebody who would get some maybe – garbage points here or there and 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 be somebody who defensively was an asset would be a stopper right that's what he would be a compliment in a backcourt that was going to be uh defense uh, have a defensive mentality and identity he has been somewhat disappointing offensively and just not ready for the challenge so it's been not clear why they drafted him he's a first rounder you don't want to give up on a guy that soon that early but the fact that you're asking that with 23 games to go doesn't bode well for the immediate future of a Dalen Terry. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, um, we have a texter saying, you guys torched Derrick Rose, but Lonzo gets a pass. I, I don't think we torched Derrick Rose. I think that the problem that developed is that you just couldn't trust Derrick Rose anymore, that you didn't know what nights he was available, what well, nights he wasn't. And that's why... Well, 
the, the Bulls had to move on from him. Well, let's also be fair here, uh, 847 Texter, if that is where it's from. Look, when I say it's similar but different, the difference is obvious to me. Derrick Rose was an MVP, first overall pick, Chicago's very own. Uh, there was a lot more invested in Derrick Rose than the Bulls have in Lonzo Ball, e yeah. despite the $40 million yeah. we're talking about, what yeah. they're going to do with. Those aren't co comparable backgrounds. Those aren't comparable careers. Derrick Rose was an MVP, youngest ever, right? Then April 28, 2012, something that changed the course of the next 10 years happened. Yes. That is what the Derrick Rose situation represented always. Everything that happened over the next 10 years. Lonzo Ball is a piece to what they thought would be a championship puzzle or a, a, a team that could contend. Subtracting him from the equation affects your on-the-court product, and certainly they need a point guard more than they need anything else, and that's a similarity. But don't tell me that there's a comparison between the two uh, in terms of the weights of their careers, and the comparison only is in that the need for the point guard and how you're having to move on without before they were, you know, because of an injury. That's it. Yeah, that's it. That's the only difference. And, and I mean, Lonzo bounced around, you know. It wasn't like he stayed with the same team. And yeah, I, I, thought, I thought they played well when he was the starting point guard. And I thought he ran the team well. But again, that's, that's irrelevant if you only get 34 games or 35 games out of them in two years. And I love what Kendall had to say about that's what the G League is for in relation to Dale and Terry. With Patrick Williams, I think that obviously people are going to respond to what PBEV said about getting on Zach Levine the first thing he does in the locker room. But I think that a guy like Patrick Williams could benefit from the presence of a strong leader, a vocal leader, a guy that's going to get in your face like Patrick Beverly. I think he needs that as much as anybody on that roster. You know why? I mean, it's obvious, isn't it? Because he's too passive. Yeah. He defers too much. And somebody needs to tell him in the course of that, when that's happening in real time, besides the coach, who might, who knows how he responds to coaching, not very well so far. But maybe he needs somebody like that to tell him on a regular basis. We're putting a lot on Patrick Beverly. We're hoping for a lot from Patrick Beverly. And I, I really do hope that he backs up everything he said. He doesn't know what he's going to do because he doesn't know what he can do because he's going to be all jacked up. And that's great. And I think that that kind of energy is something this team has needed. But the idea that he's going to cure whatever is going I, I wrong know. with you're, Zach you're Levine right. and now I all know. of a sudden – I, I, I mean, I, I, I understand why you would hope that would be the case because these are things you need to have happen. But I, I think we're asking a lot of the guy, and I don't know that he's capable of it. I, I understand that. You're right. But when you are where the bulls are – and you yeah. are just looking for anything. 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 You, you just, are desperate you, for anything different than what you've seen. That six-game losing streak before the All-Star game, they were literally unwatchable. And unacceptable. That's no, unacceptable. totally unacceptable. For that talent level to lose six games in a row with what's at stake. With 20-point leads here and there. That's with, the thing. Yeah, I mean, just nonsense. Blowing six leads of 15 points or more Holy this season. God. Awful. That just says that you are letting go of the rope. You're not keeping focus. You're the team that everyone can catch up to and beat because these are the Bulls. They're going to have that lapse. That's not a good rep to have. 
Yeah, I, I, and I hate the idea that it got to a point where, look, they're so bad, just try to lose now. They don't need to try. They're losing without trying. So now they got something different. Is it better? Who knows? Is it different? Yeah, I hope so. But and who, it, I mean, I can't wait to see them play on Friday night. I think, I think there's a couple of things I'm really looking forward to. I'm really looking forward to Northwestern at Illinois tomorrow night because of both teams. That is a big game for both of those teams in terms of positioning and the tournament and all that stuff. And, and I know that, uh, that, that Northwestern beat them by 15 uh, at Welsh Rhine, but now they're going to go down to Illinois. Do they travel well? I don't know. They've got a lot of quad one wins. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to expect. This is a big game for them next two nights, or at least Thursday and Friday night. I'm looking forward to that. What do we have tonight? What is it that I'm centering all my uh, hmm. hopes and dreams I have on? to think about that one. Well, you know yeah. what? Our guy Mike Bray in Notre Dame hosting North Carolina. I know Boy, it's not the same as North Carolina in the past. That's a couple of teams. North Carolina might be the single most disappointing team in the country. Without question. They, they were the number one team in the nation. They haven't been started. the same since halftime of the national championship game. Wow. wow. Go way back. Wow. That, that jolted that program yeah. to the point where they have underachieved all season long. Dustin and I have a little bit of a disagreement here. I know you'll be shocked by that. But I think the Northwestern Illinois game that you referenced tomorrow night, yeah. to me, means more to Illinois than Northwestern. And I think Dustin pushed back at that idea yesterday. I don't understand why. I give him a chance to, 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 to change my mind. But Northwestern is in the midst of a winning streak. They have beaten the they team. They had that, an unbelievable week. They're ranked. Their three-game homestand was phenomenal. They don't have much as much to prove or to gain from the outcome of Thursday night's game. Stand by that still, Dustin. Well, I think prove and gain are two different things. So gain... Yes, I agree. You and I are on the same page with gain. Prove they haven't been in the polls. There's been complaints that they hadn't been in the polls. They are now in the polls, and they are playing a team that has been in the polls and had continued to get um, other considerations, other teams receiving votes, if you will, at the bottom of the AP and coaches poll. Mm -hmm. Yes, if, if Northwestern goes down to Champaign and wins by 10 points, I think Illinois is hanging on by a thread to get into the tournament. But if you flip that script and if the Illini beat Northwestern by 10 points or more, then the question is, you know, can the Cats do it when it really counts? Can they do it away from Evanston? Could they actually win a game on Thursday and Friday and advance to the weekend? You know, there's a lot of people out there that would say, meow. What the hell? Cats. I know, but you just turned it kind of mean. I was with you. I was kind of nodding, and then you just – I just wasn't expecting a sound effect. Yeah, that's not – you know. David also does sound effects better than I do. (laughs) Go, Cats! For a dog guy, he does an excellent For a dog guy, that was a pretty good meow, right? Yeah, okay, thank you very much. By the way, Molly, I know you'll want this. You need something to watch tonight? Yeah. Hawks, Dallas Stars, 830 Central. Oh, okay, here we go. That, that's perfect. That'll that'll keep me um, up all damn night. I can come in here bleary-eyed and forget half my what are you saying? wardrobe. Exactly, I'm that was me anything. today. Yes, <laughs> I was definitely affected by staying up to watch the Hawks uh, and totally flustered and flummoxed all morning long. I've got a really hard decision to make. I've got to either change the light bulb in my closet or get like a flashlight so I can find my clothes in the morning. 
Newsflash. Your iPhone is a flashlight. Okay. Maybe. Or lay them out in the basement like I do That's, the night before. I said like that to preschool. I said uh, I'm going to have to go with the animals for men. I know it's a tough week for you with the new TV and all, but you can't actually use your iPhone as a flashlight. I have hooked up the new TV, and I, let me tell you something. I can't make heads or tails of it. <laughs> like, I can no longer watch television because I can't figure out. You know, and, and guess what? It's talking to me. And it's like tells me to tell them what channel I want. I got your TV. See, and it's it's of no value now, to me at all. You're talking to me about the TV you can't use and the light that won't work. Go. I imagine you sitting in front of a fire reading a book. You know, I am reading, <laughs> by firelight. I am candlelight. I'm reading a collection of short stories that might be as important a thing as I've ever read. I'm like blown away by what I am currently reading, and I'm I'm having a hard time. Not thinking about it and thinking about the world of sports because mm. it's just overwhelming. That sounds profound. It is. Uh, it's profound to me, but I don't know that anyone else cares. It's Molly and Haw at Chicago Sports Radio 6-7 of the score. Meow. Molly and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 6-7 of the score. Um... Always fun to, to have a nice uh, chat about the Bulls, the Sox, the Cubs. A lot the going Bears, on. Every team has something to stake. Your Blackhawks. The Blackhawks were very entertaining last night. They had a goal yeah. with 55 seconds to go to tie it. Then they win it in, in a shootout. And Kaner almost wins it with the shot at the horn. A lot going on. Molly, there is another thing going on in college basketball. We have to address this. Mm-hmm. It, it's just so uh, upsetting. It's too too big to ignore. Down in Alabama, the freshman basketball star standout, however you want to describe Brandon Miller, is in the news for what he did. He brought a teammate, according to reports, he brought a teammate, the handgun, that was used to kill a woman last month, according to police in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Terrible tragedy. Miller apparently brought... Darius Miles, the gun, on the night of the fatal shooting after Miles texted Miller and asked him to do it, and he did it. Mm. And there's not really any dispute that this happened. What I can't figure out are two things. I mean, the tragedy is, is, is hard enough to cope with if you are down in Alabama and you see what this did, and it's a, it's a senseless loss of a life again at the hands of a gun. But when you look at number one, Brandon Miller is not facing charges for some reason. If they know what they know, he's not been charged with a crime, and yet he was the one responsible for putting the gun in the hands of the young man who was accused of murdering this young woman. That's number one. The other thing is Nate Oates is the coach of Alabama basketball. Oh, this is awful. He addressed this yesterday. His quote, we knew about that. Can't control everything anybody does outside of practice. Nobody knew what was going to happen. Brandon hasn't been in any type of trouble, nor is he in any type of trouble in this case. Wrong spot at the wrong time. Wrong spot at the wrong time. No, that's not what this is. 
This is not wrong spot at wrong time. This is a decision. This was a choice. This was a bad, tragic decision. This was a terrible choice. How do you let him off the hook? How does anybody let Nate Oates off the hook? This is a coach who's supposed to be setting example, holding these young men accountable, setting a standard, and he says this? And this is not at some rinky-dink program. This is number two team in, in America. How does this happen? Yeah, I, I mean, look, it, you just answered, apparently, the, the question. that You know, Miller is not only their leading scorer, he's a, a national candidate for player of the year. He's probably going to be a, uh, a lottery pick in the draft. So when someone says, hey, bring me my gun, and you go ahead and do it, um, it's, it's, it's kind of insane. But the fact of the matter is, why do you want to let him off the hook? Why do you want it? Because you need him for your basketball program. He's downplaying this. And he did clarify it, or he did take it more seriously. He had to come back. He, he, re, he backtracked slightly. Yes. He had yes. to release a statement later in the night. Yes. And he said that his comments, quote, came across poorly. Yes. I'll say. Yeah, they did. I'll say, Coach. But, but you answered the question. I mean, he's, you know, they got rid of the other guy from the team. The guy was not a significant player. This is a significant player, so they're protecting him. And it's just, it's really kind of horrible, right? And, and lawyers will get involved, and the one defense lawyer is suggesting that the gun was requested because of defense, because he was trying to defend himself and right. protect himself. And certainly there might be extenuating circumstances we're not aware of. We, but we do know what happened, and we do know what led to the tragedy, and we do know who put the gun in the hands of the young man who pulled the trigger. And to me, you have seen examples. I, how, how do you stop there? How do you not, how do you not charge him with something? It's just very disturbing, and when you – look at some of the reasons why potentially it just, you know, if people lost their way that badly. Yeah, I think they have. And I think that, you know, the, the story here is that he could have helped prevent a tragedy by yes. just staying out of it, but instead he followed the instructions of his teammate and, and that led to the murder of a 23 year old woman with a five year old child. That that's it's, it is tragic. It's tragic, avoidable, and disturbing that somebody who is in charge of setting an example, like Nate Oates, it's, it's bad enough what happened. It's even worse to hear the justification of it and mm. trying to move on from it before there's been any discipline doled out. Aren't you going to sound at least a little bit more concerned? Wrong spot at the wrong time? But, but I mean, the thing is that even if he, even if he's not charged with a crime, even if he didn't, um, if he didn't do anything illegal, which is, is the claim by bringing the gun to the guy, um, that, that, that is still like an inexcusable role to play in a, in a tragedy like that. And that should be dealt with by the university at some point. I would think the university at the highest level would want to get involved. This is not something that should be left in the hands of the basketball coach. 
This is not anything. Sh- it's truly bizarre. No coach and, and is equipped. Right. No coach is equipped to deal with this alone because they're not making judgments that in the, are in the best interest of the university. They're trying to win games. He's trying to, to chase a national title. He's trying to get to the Final Four. All kinds of things that can really blur your sense of reality. And he certainly has had it blurred badly. His perspective is compromised. Take it out of his hands. And by the way, you might want to suspend him or discipline him for saying the dumbest thing he could have said. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, this is just awful. I mean, it's awful, and it's, it's wrong beyond human comprehension. Let's try uh, Charles. Charles is uh, listening online. Hey, Charles. Hey, guys. I just want to give you – I am from Alabama. i give you a little clarification on something. What happened, and I did a little more investigation – the young man called Brandon and said, hey, can you go get my gun for me and bring it to me? Right. Well, he, the gentleman legally owned the gun. All Brandon did was bring his legally owned property to him. So, therefore, the authorities had no way to charge him legally with anything because that's all the young man did. But, but, uh, thanks for all. the phone call. That's yeah. all? But he, he was the conduit to violence. Yeah. He was the he made it he made it possible. I, I understand whose ownership it was and what he was doing is solid for his buddy, but think about the consequences of what you're about to do and who you maybe should have called or how you could intervene. I'm yeah. I'm with you, David. It's I, it's just it's you know, I I don't pretend to understand any of it. Let's try Tony. Tony is on the road. Hey Tony. Hey guys, well, I've known the old days. They call that an accomplice to murder. I don't yes. know. Maybe yeah. I'm really maybe, here. Maybe and, our and, laws and, it would be, but apparently and, not. And, and how he doesn't even get well, how he doesn't even get suspended from the team. The player is just mind baffling. But um, I called about baseball, even though you're talking about NBA, which I think is I don't know how the Bulls management gets a pass on on what they've done so far with this team when they were supposed to be the right. the all the do all of of management. But moving on to baseball, I don't have a problem with the White Sox standing pat because if they thought they had the talent to be championship contenders the year before last, then why wouldn't you let it play out? It makes sense to me. And if La Russa was a big part of the problem, then maybe things will change. But with that said, David, I listened to you on Hit and Run, and I got to tell you, I don't know if I'll watch one game this year with the rule changes. The I, I mean, you might as well throw the rule book out or the, the record books out and just start over because these changes, especially with the pitching, it's not the time clock as much as the uh, the, the pickoff attempts yeah. and the third attempt. And But think about 20 seconds or 50, 20 seconds if a guy's on first base, you have to release the ball. If anybody's played any, – if you played any ball whatsoever, but by the time – is it 20 seconds after the guy – it's set at the mound. I love or, it, though. Tony. I love it. Yeah, I, I love it too. I, I think it's Tony. I think it's going to be great. I think it's going to inc- increase the action. You're allowed to throw to first base. You're allowed to throw twice. If you do it a third time, Boom. and and you don't get the guy, second base, then he gets second yeah. base. So and, it's all just speeding up the game. And Tony, I think you're referring to inside the clubhouse Saturday mornings, nine to eleven. Bruce Levine. <laughs> we were talking about the rules changes last Saturday. I don't think there's a Bad one. I don't think there's one that I don't really look forward to seeing implemented. I, I only wondered if you needed to get them all done at once, but apparently you did. 
that's what Theo said. So okay, he said that n- they baseball is time. slow to change. Yes, yes just might as well incorporate rip the bandage off. Do it now quickly. Do them all at once, and let's uh, deal with the damage later. But I don't think there's going to be as much damage as people anticipate. There might actually be fewer injuries, and I think people will come to enjoy a faster pace of the game. Let's try Steve. Steve's in Chicago. Hi, Steve. Hey, don't you think that the administration is in control of everything that he said? Don't you think they ran that, him out there and uh, then Well, if made they him... did, then shame on them. No, they, and... I, I don't think that. I've yeah. seen enough examples of universities, corporations, organizations being so bad at crisis management that I am not giving them that much credit right now. No. If Nate Oates was coached to go out there and say what they thought he was going to say and he was prepared – he failed miserably. He seemed like a guy who was totally unprepared for the moment, didn't recognize the gravity of his words, and he failed miserably. It's ridiculous. Uh, okay, we've got, uh, I believe, Lawrence and Layla. It's Layla Wednesday. It's so Layla Wednesday, yep. and we'll bring them in next. Mully and Hall on the score. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.